Hello friends and welcome to There She Grows, the podcast for empowered women who are ready to grow the life and business of their dreams. I'm your host, Jessica Bledsoe, and I am obsessed with helping women like you master their mindset while manifesting your goals and creating a life and business you are excited to wake up to every day. So grab your favorite beverage and maybe a pen for taking some notes because we are about to get growing. Is one of your goals for 2021 to be more productive? Are you tired of working all day and still feeling like you haven't gotten anything done? Are you a Google Calendar user? (laughs) If you answered yes to those questions, then I want to invite you to download the app that I have created just for solving this problem. It's called Paver. That's P-A-V-R, and it links to your Google Calendar so you can start to track how you're spending your time and make better decisions based on that information. If you want to get your hands on it while it's still completely free, head over to the Google Marketplace or to getpaver.com and download it right now. Start taking track of your time. Be more productive. Stop wasting time on things that are important and spending more time on the things that are You can download it at getpaver.com, that's G-E-T-P-A-V-R.com, or from the Google Marketplace by searching paver. Hello, friends, and happy new year. We did it. We made it through 2020, hopefully somewhat unscathed, and we have a wonderful new year to look forward to. That vaccine is rolling out. I personally will be the first person in line when I am allowed to get in line. I am not an essential worker or a healthcare frontline worker. I'm not over the age of 65, so I'm not in a vulnerable population. Um, But as soon as it gets around to me, I will be lined up because I'm ready to go on vacation. Like, I am so ready (laughs) to go to a beach and lay in a hammock and drink a margarita. Like, that's really, like, all I want, especially because... It has been so cold and so dreary, and I just wish if it was going to be this cold, the sun would at least shine for more than 15 minutes at a time. Anyway, that is not what today's podcast episode is about. Today, I really want to spend some time talking to you about how to make better use of your time. If you got through 2020, that is like the only thing that matters at this point, but Life is just not going to go back to normal. We are going to feel the repercussions of COVID most likely indefinitely. And that is simply because we are living in a new world. We're living in a world where it is not uncommon anymore for people to work remotely, to work from home, to work from anywhere but the office, essentially. And For some of you, that's probably not a new thing. If you are an entrepreneur or a solopreneur or a freelancer, you have probably been working from home and coffee shops for a while now, so you did not have to pivot that much um, from what you were already doing. But for most people, this is a new way of working. And something that I learned really on when I started working for myself and was working from home primarily was that it was really easy to fall into the trap of constantly working because there was no, okay, I'm done. I'm shutting my computer down, leaving the office, and I'm going home, which means I'm not working anymore. When you also work in the place that you live, it is really difficult to turn it off. Not to mention, 
we just, we are so connected to our devices and our notifications and all of this flood of information that's pinging our phones constantly that it's just easy to be like, oh, I'll just reply to this one email. It'll only take two minutes or um, let me just, you know, check my Facebook really quick. Let me shoot out this calendar invite. Like you think that these are just little things that you can do and you think that you're doing them quickly because it only takes you a moment to do it. But what we don't often take into consideration is the time that it takes to refocus after we've let something like that interrupt us. So I've talked to you guys already about the importance of turning off the notifications on your phone. Can't remember which episode it is, but if you haven't listened to it, I highly, highly, highly recommend that you turn off the notifications on your phone. You are never going to forget to check your email. You are never going to forget to check social media. You are never going to forget anything. So turn off all of those notifications on your phone because all they are doing is causing you unnecessary distraction and it's taking focus away from whatever it is you are doing in that moment. Maybe you are working and you've got some focus time and you get that notification and you have to stop what you're doing and at least look at the notification even if you don't do anything with it. Again, that's time you just took away. But maybe it's time you're spending with your family. If you're sitting on the couch watching TV with your spouse or your significant other and you get that notification, listen, I am guilty of this myself. If there's a commercial break, I just go straight to picking up my phone. It is just a habit that I have and I'm trying to get better at it. But I can only imagine how much worse it would be if I had notifications on my phone as well. So what I'm trying to say is just give your full attention to whatever it is that you are doing, even if that moment is just for you and your self-care, turn off those notifications so that they don't take up unnecessary time. That is just like the easiest thing that you can do. But what I have found to be the most effective form of time management is time blocking. And I want to talk to you guys about time blocking today because I know that we go into the you know new year, new me. You set all of these goals and you've got all these dreams and these plans about how this new year is going to be different than the old year. And I don't even like using 2020 as an example because it was so out of left field. But you know every year for as long as you can remember, you've been setting these new year goals, new year resolutions, whatever you call them. And we're really excited about them in the beginning, but we lose track. We lose sight of them. We get discouraged. We don't make time for them. And so I recently read this book called Atomic Habits, and I highly, highly recommend it because I learned so much about why we make the decisions that we do and how to form those new habits. And one thing that the book really pointed out is that if you want to start a new habit, the easiest way to do that and to make sure that it actually gets done is to say the time and the place that you are going to do that new habit. So obviously, if working out and going to the gym is your goal, then you could say every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, I am going to go to the Planet Fitness on Bardstown Road at 9 a.m. and I'm going to work out for one hour. So go ahead and put that in your calendar or your planner or whatever it is you use to schedule your day. If you're not using something to schedule your day, y'all, we're going to have to talk about that later. But I hope that most of you are using your calendars, preferably your Google calendars, um, to schedule your day. So go ahead and plug that into your calendar. I want you to put the day, the place, the time, and what you're going to do there. So going to the gym is an easy one. But for me, I really want to read more books. I read a ton of books, but I'm going to be honest with you guys. They're mostly, mostly like totally smut. I just love 
the escapism that a good romance novel brings. So I have no problem in the reading department. I probably read three to four books a week. Um, but I really wanted to focus more on reading more business and personal development books. I set a goal last year to read one a month. I did that. But now I really want to up my game because I gained so much knowledge from those books that I did read. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to incorporate it into my morning routine. And this is another thing that that book, Atomic Habits, talked about. This, this podcast is not a plug for Atomic Habits, but it taught me so much good stuff. So another thing that the book talks about is um, if you're starting a new habit, to attach it to an existing habit so that you are, you're already doing something. So now you're just adding one more thing into that existing habit. So for me, I have my morning routine and I do it really consistently. I mean, the only time I don't really do it is on the weekends because I like to sleep in. Um, but for the most part through the week, I'm very consistent with my morning routine. So what I have decided to do to help me with my reading habit is I've blocked out 30, 15 to 30 minutes. I mean, honestly, I would love to commit like 30 minutes to an hour, but my morning routine is already like super long and I have to um, be really mindful of my time or it will be noon before I actually make it to the office. Um, so 15 minutes, like if I could just read one chapter, essentially, then I will be on track to meet my goal. So I'm, I'm blocking out 15 minutes right after I do my journaling session. So I do my meditation first, then I do my journaling, and then I've got 15 minutes blocked out to do my reading. So I'm attaching that to an existing habit. So I know that every morning at approximately, let's say, 8.30 a.m., it takes me about 15 minutes to meditate, 15 minutes to journal. Um, I try to get up and be ready to do my morning routine by 8. I know. I know. I like. I just like sleep, you guys. I'm just not a morning person. Um, I'm not an evening person either. So, so I know that at 8.30, I'm going to schedule 15 minutes to read. And I already have my morning routine in my calendar. And then if you expand my like calendar event, it's got in there kind of like a checklist of things that I want to do every morning. I don't have to really have that reminder there, but I like bl time blocking it in my day because I know that I rely so heavily on my calendar that it's much easier to have that in there. So that's like the first thing that's in my calendar for my time blocking every day is my morning routine. So if you look at my Google calendar, you'll see that Monday through Friday morning routine. It's blocked off from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. And then I start my day at 10 a.m. Um, sometimes it's a little later than that because like I said, it, I, if I'm in the zone and I'm having like a good journaling session or if I'm reading a good book, like I'm very fortunate that I kind of get to create my own schedule. And so I don't really ever schedule any meetings until 11 o'clock or later anyway. And I know that ultimately I'm going to get everything done that needs to be done. So I've just learned to give myself a lot of grace where it comes to my schedule because I've tried getting up super early. I've tried working in the evenings. And what I've really found for me is that my sweet spot is between like 10 a.m. and 3 p.m. Like that's when all my good work gets done. And then if I feel like it when I get home, if there's something that I'm just inspired to keep working on, I will. If there's anything that just absolutely has to be done, I'm going to find a way to make time for it. But if you have that flexibility, give yourself that flexibility and that freedom. Like that's for me, that's why I went into business for myself was for the freedom. And then I tried to basically fit myself into a corporate job box, even though I wasn't working a corporate job. But I was like, you know, I'm going to work from nine to five and I'm going to have a one hour lunch break in the middle of the day. And I'm like, what? That doesn't serve me. That's not that's not how I'm going to get the best work done. 
So I'm just not, I'm not going to try to fit myself into that box anymore. And I haven't been doing that for, for well over a year, maybe two years. I don't even know at this point, but it works out a lot better when I give myself the ability to just be a little bit flexible in my schedule, make sure that I'm making time for my, my morning routine and the things that make me happy. Um, but I will say if I'm not at work by 11, my day starts to go downhill pretty fast after that. So that's kind of my hard stop. It's like I have to be at work by 11. And that just might be at my kitchen table working. It might even be in my bed working on my laptop some days. But I do have a really beautiful office that I try to come into as much as I can. And I like to be here by 11 and um, work through that the rest of my day. So with that in mind, your time blocking can be anything that you want it to be. But what you're doing with time blocking is you're making time to make the time like you're making time to really focus in on what it is you need to be working on and I have a hundred million things that I would like to be doing but I know that there are only a certain few number of those things that are actually going to move me forward to, towards my immediate goals and towards the things that are going to generate me revenue which is what I am ultimately trying to do like I think that you know for most of us, if we own businesses, like the bottom line is the bottom line. Like we want to focus on moving that number forward. And so it helps me with time blocking to be really specific and really intentional about my time so that I can continue to push those goals forward and that I'm not letting other people dictate my schedule. If someone asks me for a meeting at 8 a.m., unless it is just like a potential investor that might be writing me a check for like $100,000, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Like you're not, you're not really getting my best self at 8am anyway, or 9am for that matter. Um, and it's okay to say, no, I'm sorry, I'm not available at this time. Even if that means that you're just not like mentally, you're, you just know you're not going to be ready for that. Like it's okay to say no, actually you should be saying no and just offer up another time or another few times that would work for you. And for the most part, People are willing to work around your schedule just like you would be willing to work around anyone else's schedule. So with time blocking, there are, I mean, there are countless numbers of ways to do this. But what I have found that works the best for me as someone who has created what is essentially a time blocking app. But what I found that works best for me is to create my what I call my ideal schedule. So this is my schedule that if everything went perfectly this is what my day would look like. And so just to give you an example, I have, like I said, I have my morning routine that is blocked off on my calendar from 8 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m. Um, it's actually from 7.45 a.m. to like 9.45 a.m. because I, I know that I need to give myself like a little buffer and then I need, I need at least a few minutes to actually get ready for work. So I need to like stop my morning routine. But anyway, let's just call it 8 to 10. So my morning routine is from 8 to 10. And then I have, I have a big block from 10 to 4 p.m. that's just work. Like I've just blocked it off on my ideal calendar or on my ideal schedule calendar as work. And then if you open that up, like if you open, because it's on my calendar. So if you open the calendar event up, I kind of have in there laid out what I'm going to do. So I have like check emails, complete three tasks, lunch, check emails again, complete two to three tasks, and then finally make list for tomorrow. And then each day I try to get really intentional with what those tasks are. Um, and I could take it a step further. And I have seen people that it works really well for them to actually block off 
in 30 minute increments what they're going to be doing, even if that means they have four 30 minute blocks back to back for these tasks. I don't need it to be that specific. Um, but if you if you need it to be that specific, because I have worked on this for a long time, like I've worked on time blocking for as long as I can remember even owning a business because I have just I was just really bad at managing my time in the beginning. And I've talked about this a little bit before, but we hired a business coach um, pretty early into our um, owning our first business. And that was one of the first things that he taught us was time blocking. And he actually sent us home with homework our first meeting with um, these printed off pieces of paper that it was basically just um, a timesheet that was like blocked off in 15 minute increments. And he was like, I want you to set a timer for 15 minutes. And every time that timer goes off, I want you to stop and I want you to write into that block what it was you just did so that you can understand how you're spending your time. And when I tell you, when I did that exercise, first of all, I hated it. I hated it, but I did it anyway, because I mean, I'm paying, I'm paying this coach good money. So if he's telling me this is what I need to do to like get my shit together, then that's what I'm going to need to do. Um, so I hated it, but I did it and I did it. He I, like, he didn't make me do it forever. I think we only had to do it for like two weeks because at that point you kind of know what your, where your strengths and your weaknesses lie. Um, so anyway, I could see though, like I was just jumping around from thing to thing to thing. I was spending way too much time on social media. Like we click over and we're like, I'm just going to check Facebook really quick. And then you get sucked in. And before I knew it, that timer was like going off. I'm like, oh shit, now I'm going to have to write down that I just spent another 15 minutes on social media when that was definitely not what I needed to be doing. Um, so if you are, if you are like, if you feel like you are really out there scrambling to get control of your time and your schedule, then I... I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's probably going to suck, but I promise you that if you can do that, that practice where you're, you're tracking your time in 15 minute increments, it's going to become really apparent where your weaknesses are and what you're wasting time on. And it'll help you kind of create this ideal schedule to know what it is you need to do to get, get your stuff done. Um, every day because that's the ultimate goal is so that when you make your list for tomorrow, you're carrying very few, if anything, over into the next day, which also means being realistic about how much you can get done in a day. So with that being said, whatever your working hours are and that it might be for you, maybe you can work from 9 a.m. until you have to go pick your kids up at I don't even know what time people pick their kids up. Let's call it 2.30. So you work from 9.30 to 2.30. You take your kids home. You get them settled. And then maybe you've got another block from like 6 to 8 where you can get some more done for some more time done. What Whatever works for you, that's what you need to do. But you need to make the time on your calendar so that you know this is what you need to be doing. So I know when I look at that time block that, yes, I'm working. But when I expand it, I can see these are the things that I need to be doing. And I, you know, what's really important here is that I've only made time twice to check my email, which means any other time my inbox does not need to be open. I need to have it closed out. And I'm confident that when I get into that inbox that there's nothing there that couldn't have waited the few hours that it took for me to open that inbox. I, I have gotten into the habit of it taking me a few days to respond to emails. I just cannot subscribe to this notion of immediacy any longer um, if there's anything 2020 taught me, it's that we we have time and we need to take advantage of that time. And that time needs to be spent on things that actually matter. And me responding to an email within 30 sec seconds does not actually matter. So once you've got your work schedule, 
blocked out. And again, that might not be a straight block like mine. It might be a few different work blocks. Determine what it is you're going to do with that time. And what I'm hoping here is that you have already a general idea of how much time it takes you to do certain things. But if you don't, you're never going to get control of your time unless you figure out, you know, what it is you're spending your time on and how much time it takes you in those zones. And if you're not creating really focused work time, it's going to take you twice, if not more, twice as long, if not longer, to actually accomplish those things that you're working on. So once I'm done with work, I've got my home block, which is from 4.30 to 7, um, which means that I get I try to get home around 4.30 or 5, and then as soon as I get home, I want to do some sort of housework. might just be loading the dishwasher or putting away the laundry that I did, um, you know, wiping down the bathroom, whatever it is. I just want to do something, just one thing to feel like my house isn't going to be a disaster forever. And then we've got dinner. So either we're making dinner, or we're going out to dinner, then walking the dogs. Actually, those two things are kind of reversed. We typically walk the dogs and then dinner. And then I try to make time for um, exercise. And I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I I have not been I've not been using that time block for exercise. I found that I actually do better in the morning. So I have been trying to do yoga. I've 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 been alternating my journaling and my yoga. And then this morning, though, I fell asleep. So I I like, I want you guys to know that these things aren't perfect. Like, again, this is just an ideal schedule. Like in a world where everything went the way I wanted it to, this is what it would look like. But these are, this is not going to be perfect. But if you can do this 51% of the time, you are going to have so much more time to actually get things done or to just make time for yourself. I don't know why we have to believe that to be successful, we have to work 40 plus hours a week, 50, 60. I mean, I know many of you are working way more than 40 hours a week. We don't have to do that. Like the, the goal is to work as just as much as you need to, to achieve your goals. And then that's, I mean, I guess technically that's a whole nother conversation um, about what are your actual goals. Do you have a clear vision on what your goals are and what it takes to achieve those goals and the steps, the baby steps to get to that point? Um, you have to kind of start there. You know, you have to start with your goals. You have to understand how you're spending your time before you can get to the point where you can successfully time block. But if you just take a moment to think about it, you do know these things. Even if they aren't written down, if you can give yourself like one hour, give yourself one hour before you sit down to create your time block schedule. Give yourself one hour to sit down and write out. These are what my goals are. These are the steps that I need to take to get there. These are the things that I need to do on a daily, weekly, monthly, whatever it is basis. And then these are all the other things that have to get done. You know, if you're a service provider, you've got you know, clients or customers, things that you have to deal with that you obviously have to make time for. But how much time do you have to make for those things? And are there things that could be delegated to people on your team that you're just holding on to because you think it's easier for you to do it than to explain to them or train them how to do it? Go ahead and block some time on your schedule just to to train people how to take other things off your plate. How long is it going to take you to get them to the point where they could do it for you? Um, so just think through some of those things before you sit down to time block, because if you just sit down and create this ideal schedule without an idea of what the goal is for the schedule, then it's it's going to be it's going to be really difficult to to be successful with it. And then you're going to give up on it. Um, 
But again, give yourself some grace. Know that it's not going to be perfect. Just know that this is what you fall back on when you are starting to feel like you're floundering. And I think we all have those moments where maybe it gets to be midweek or mid-month and you're like, oh, oh God, like I can feel it. I can feel it getting away from me. I can feel that I'm just spending my time putting out fires. I'm not actually moving closer to that goal. So when you need to recenter yourself, when you need to get back on track, you have this ideal schedule laid out and you can fall back on it and say, okay, it's it's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. According to my schedule, this is what I sh should be doing. So this is what I am going to do and committing to it. So I have that, you know, I have that home piece as well so that I know that this is my time block to do that. And then from, so that's from 4.30 to 7. And then from 7 to 8, I have what I consider my evening routine, um, which is when I like to kind of uh, read for a little bit. And that, that could be just reading for enjoyment or it could be reading more of those business and personal development books if, if I find one that I'm just really into. Um, I like to go ahead and kind of think about my like what I'm going to wear the next day and if I'm into it I'll go ahead and lay them out but if I just at least know like what's in my closet and what I plan on putting on like I don't have to lay them out but I like to at least know what that I do have whatever it is I plan and wear the next day it's early enough in the evening that if I needed to do a load of laundry I could um I'll set my coffee pot, I actually don't really drink coffee that much anymore. So I've been making tea in the morning. But when I was, I would set my coffee pot timer to um, go off uh, at 745 when I was supposed to be waking up. And then I like to create some time for scripting and visualization. And um, that just kind of gets me in a place where I feel like I've, I've put in some more of that mental work and I'm just doing the work to make sure that my manifestations are going to happen. And I've created, it's one hour. It takes one hour. It doesn't even, it actually doesn't even take that long. Like it takes probably about 30 minutes when I actually do it. Um, so I'm done with my evening routine by eight o'clock. I like to be in bed by 11. So between eight and 11 is just like free time, which is basically for me, um, reality TV time slash TikTok time. So I basically just sit on the couch from like eight until 11. I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I'm not going to tell you that I'm out here training for a marathon between eight and 11 PM or doing anything productive because I'm just not. I'm watching the Real Housewives on Bravo or I'm watching the challenge on MTV with my husband, or I'm just sitting on the couch scrolling through TikTok like wasting my time. But that's what I want to do. That's how I turn my brain off. Like reality TV and TikTok, they melt my brain so that when I wake up the next morning, I feel I feel refreshed. It's like a it's like a facial for your brain. <laughs> I've never even had a facial before, so I don't know if that's true, but it really does feel like it just like cleanses my brain. I can turn it off and that's how I like to relax. So however it is you like to relax, um, that's totally fine, but create some time for that evening routine, create some time for when you're, you know, when you get home, if there's chores or there's certain things that you want to do when you get home. Um, and I'm, I'm coming at this as a, you know, as someone who is married, but has no children. So my only real responsibilities at home are my dogs and we have them on a pretty good schedule where, like I say, we take them for a walk before dinner. And when I say we, it's actually mostly my husband takes them for a walk before dinner. And um, yeah, so I know that if you have children or if you have other members in your household that you're trying to build your schedule around, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. But the principle of the matter remains the same in that if you can block your time off and if you have a schedule that you're trying to follow, even if it's not perfect, even if you're only following it 51% of the time, when you're being intentional with your time, you are way more 
certain that you are going to achieve those goals that you set for yourself. So if one of your New Year's resolutions, again, is to lose weight or to work out more, to go to the gym, whatever, you know, whatever those um, typical New Year's resolutions are. I mean, I've got them too. Don't get me wrong. Um, but whatever it is, find find that time to make it happen. Don't wait until the end of the day. If you If you know that it is going to be way more difficult for you to work out after work than it would be before work, then go ahead and put that on your calendar. And I, again, make sure that you put the date or that you put the day, the place and the time. That's how you're going to start to form these new habits. And same thing for work. If you are, if you're still working from home, where are you going to be working from home at? Do you have an office or are you going to be at the table? Like I want you to say, I'm going to have my butt in my seat, even if that's at your kitchen table at 10 a.m. to start work. And that's going to help you start to, to create these habits. And if there are some other routines that you can start to attach these habits to, definitely highly recommend that. Um, if one of your goals is to read more books like mine is, then I obviously highly recommend the Atomic Habits book. Um, and I, I just, I really love this because I feel like when I start to get into that panic spiral and feel like things are, are, I'm losing control and I'm not sure what I can be doing, then I have this ideal schedule to fall back on. And I create it as a separate calendar in my Google Calendar um, so that it's not like, it's not on my main calendar. I can turn it on and off as needed. And um, and then I, I, I like to turn it on when I'm building out my schedule for the week to make sure that it aligns with what it is I'm trying to do. And be as specific or as broad as you need. Create something that works for you so that you actually use it. Don't try to follow someone else's advice if you know that it's not going to work for you. But if you are brand new to this concept, take some time. Do those. Do that 15-minute ex exercise where you're writing down what you're doing every 15 minutes. Get a hold of your schedule. Make a list of what it is you do on a day-to-day, -day, a week-to-week and a monthly basis. Like there are going to be tasks that you do every day. There are going to be tasks that you do once a week and there are going to be tasks that you do once a month. Make a list of what those things are. Make a list of who it is you're working with. If you, like I said, if you have clients or you have customers, make a list, get really specific on what it is and then figure out how it is going to fit into your calendar. And if you do this and you find that you are still working, you know, 40 plus hours a week or even more and, and still struggling to get in time for yourself, then at that point, you know, can we evaluate what it would look like to bring someone on that you could delegate some of these tasks to or to get rid of them? Are they actually serving you? Are you doing things that are actually serving you? Or are you doing things that you just feel like you're supposed to be doing? One thing I realized is that I don't, I don't like social media for business. Like I just, I really don't like having to create all this content and schedule it out and do all this engagement. And I, I honestly just got to the point where I don't do it anymore. I have the podcast that I promote on social media. I hired someone to help me make sure that all of the um, social media graphics and content gets created to promote those posts. But otherwise, if I'm posting on social media, it's just because I've, I'm taking some inspired action. It's either something that I want to share. It's something that I feel inspired to share, but there is no rhyme, no reason. Um, because it's not something that brings me joy. It's really not something that I've seen personally contribute to my bottom line here recently. Um, and so I've just, you know, I've said, you know what, I'm going to take that block off my schedule because I'm sure there's something else that would be. 
I'm sure there's something else that would be a better use of my time. So as always, if you guys need help implementing any of these strategies, I don't even know if you can call them strategies. Honestly, guys, I feel like I've just been rambling on for like 30 minutes. I didn't I didn't take any notes for this episode, and it's not because I don't care. It's just because I feel so passionately about time blocking and about taking control of your time that I knew that I could just speak kind of freely on it. I hope that this made sense to you and that it has inspired you to want to start time blocking and being more aware of how you use your time. When we talk about getting more done in less time, like it's being intentional with your time. That's the only way that you're ever going to get more done in less time is by being intentional with your time. And I have tried so many different strategies. And the one that just consistently continues to work for me is time blocking. So as always, if you need any help, feel free to slide into my DMs on Instagram. Even though I'm not there posting every day, I promise you I'm lurking, watching everybody's stories, and I'm always available for any sort of help or guidance that you need. And I could not mention time blocking without mentioning Paver. Um, if you guys haven't heard about Paver yet, Paver is an app that myself and my husband have developed just to help with this specific thing with time blocking. Once you are able to time block on your calendar, then you will be able to make the most effective use out of Paver. Paver is a Google Calendar add-on that connects straight to your calendar so that you can take control of your time and really see how you're spending your time. So once you've got those time blocks set up, you can go in, you can add categories and labels to those time blocks. And then at the end of the day, the week, the month, whenever you want to do it, you can export all of that information out of the calendar and see a really beautiful report about how and where you've spent your time so that you know if you are on track to meet those goals, if you're using if you're making the best use out of your time, and if you need to, you can start to make some better decisions about how to spend your time. It's like Google Analytics, but for Google Calendar. And right now, it is completely free. You can download it. Um, actually, you just install it. You don't even download it. You just install it from the Google Marketplace. Um, best place to get, best way to get there is from our website at getpaver.com. That's G-E-T-P-A-V-R.com. You can learn all about it, how to use it, get it installed while it's still free, and obviously let me know if you need any help with that too. I hope you guys are off to a fantastic start in 2021. I am so excited about everything that is going to happen. This is going to be an amazing year. I can just feel it. So thank you as always for listening. If you love this episode, even if you just like this episode, please leave it a review. That is the best way for this podcast to reach the ears of other people. And you could always share it with a friend if you are feeling super generous. So head over to iTunes, leave me a review, share it with a friend, get that paver app, start time blocking, start taking control of your time. You're going to have the best 2021 ever. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening to There She Grows. For show notes, resources I talked about in this episode, or links to our free downloads, visit www.thereshegrowspodcast.com. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.